a mysterious boy, a mysterious town, a mysterious new TV show. Welcome to Resurrection Revealed. Hello, fellow Arcadians and living people everywhere. This is episode one of Resurrection Revealed, recorded on February 26th, 2014. I am Wayne Henderson. And I am Troy Heinrichs, here with you as we bring you the podcast's pilot episode as we discuss the long-awaited buildup to the premiere of Resurrection, airing Sundays beginning March 9th at 9 Eastern Pacific, 8 Central on ABC here in the States. Show notes for this episode can be found at our website, resurrectionrevealed.com slash zero one. And since this is our pilot episode as well, why don't we do some brief introductions about ourselves in order for people to kind of know what we're all about and why we're here. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Podcasting since 2005. Can you believe it? I'm Wayne Henderson. I'm the voice acting podcasting Green Bay Packers and ABC Sunday Night Superfan here on the side of the living. And for The Resurrected, I'm Troy Heinrichs, also an ABC Sunday Night Superfan, even more so now that Resurrection is almost here. I can't believe we've waited 10 months since they announced this show last May at the Upfronts in 2013. Uh, I'm also the reader of the New York Times bestseller, The Returned, as well as the prequels by Jason Mott, which the show Resurrection is actually based off of. But as with any adaptation, I don't think we should expect the TV show to follow the book exactly right we've learned that in the past on under the dome radio and why don't you just briefly explain also what do we mean by an abc sunday night super fan troy well we are of course absolute fans of lost number one which is why we are then fans of once upon a time which airs before resurrection and wayne and i also do a little show on a network called tv talk for revenge so Wayne and I are pretty much glued to our televisions from oh around 8 o'clock till you know 11 p.m. on Sunday nights. Absolutely. It's a long night. Just keep it on that one channel and everything's good. Now, speaking of The Returned by Jason Mott, Troy, did you know that the listeners can already help out supporting our podcast? If they'd like to, they can purchase a copy of Jason Mott's New York Times bestseller, The Returned, via our Amazon affiliate link at resurrectionrevealed.com slash Amazon. I did not, Wayne. And you know what? While you're there, it's probably a good idea to do all of your Amazon shopping because, let's face it, if you've been dead for 32 years, my guess is you're going to need some new digs as you try to reassimilate yourself into society. Oh, absolutely. You can stock up on anything there, and it really helps out the show. So if you're going to shop Amazon anyway, go ahead and do that. We greatly appreciate it. To kind of lay the groundwork before resurrection actually premieres um abc has some helpful information on their website where it says the people of arcadia missouri are forever changed when their deceased loved ones suddenly start to reappear an eight-year-old american boy played by landon jimenez wakes up alone in a rice paddy in a rural chinese province with no idea how he got there and details start to emerge when the boy who calls himself jacob recalls that his hometown is arcadia And an immigration agent, J. Martin Bellamy, played by Omar Epps, takes him there. Now, the home that he claims is his is occupied by a 60-year-old couple. Henry, played by Kurtwood Smith, and Lucille Langston, played by Francis Fisher, who lost their son, also named Jacob, more than 30 years ago. 
and they do look a little bit different. Young Jacob actually does recognize them as his parents in the pilot that we kind of got a sneak peek at basically over the last, oh, 10 months or so because they did premiere this show at the upfronts in May of 2013, as I mentioned. So we've been waiting a long time and have basically seen this scene play out over and over again where Jacob basically is brought to the doorstep of Henry Langston and really they just kind of connect immediately and even though he doesn't want to believe it's his son somewhere deep inside Henry does believe that Jacob is his son and then of course Lucille comes in from behind him and we are off and running and like you said they've kind of been promoting this show ever since last May and in fact I remember going all the way back to May of 2013 and kind of talking with you about possibly podcasting about this show and or under the dome and then under the dome of course comes out in the summer and then we just waited for word on resurrection would it be in the fall would it be in the winter and here we are we're just days away from resurrection finally premiering on ABC I can tell you as I watched those pilots from the 2013 upfronts you know out of everything that I saw you know Agents of Shield Lucky 7 Once Upon a Time in Wonderland I mean there was a ton of stuff that came out that looked you know exciting but the minute you know, Omar Epps rings that doorbell and Kurtwood Smith comes out and says, my son died 32 years ago, I was hooked from that line. It, was, it, could, it could come like two years later and I'd still be pining after this show because I think that we're on the verge of something different, something unique, because we've been living in this land of zombies and people returning from the dead. We've uh, we actually had a great show that was actually on the USA Network called the 4400, right. which is another kind of people disappeared and people came back and nobody knew why. So we've played with this, you know, dead people coming back to life over the last couple of years. I think this show is going to be a little bit different, though. It's going to take a different twist. Oh, absolutely. And I, I love a good mystery. And the little bits that they've let out is just enough to get you pulled in to find out what is going on. Where have these people been? while they were dead um do they know that they were dead why are they back now and why are you know 30 something years that's a long time and you know i can definitely empathize with the parents the way we see them in the uh, commercials and the teasers and everything that uh, of course he looks like their boy jacob but at the same time it's going to be difficult to reconnect with him now that they're in their 60s Yeah, I mean, you think about, you know, parents and people that are actually getting married later in life. I mean, how do you keep up with, you know, a 12-year-old, let's say? I'm not sure exactly what they classify Jacob's age at, but, you know, we see him, you know, kind of, I would call him, you know, somewhere between 8 and 12, right? Right, let's go with that. And it it, it just is, you know, I have a 6-year-old, I have an 8-year-old. And it's it's constant all the time, running, playing, jumping. You get it's to be eight eight o'clock at night. I can't even stay up to watch Resurrection because I'm asleep. You know, so for this, how are these couples going to do it at sixty? So should I be podcasting with your uh, children instead? Yeah, they, they'd probably be easier because they're still awake and I'm like exhausted, honked out on the chair. Well, this is going to be interesting. And other shows that have had little teases of people that might have been dead and then they seem to miraculously reappear. Uh, Lost, of course, the greatest TV show in the history of television. And even on Under the Dome, there's kind of a similar tie-ins with there being the small town and mysteries and wondering, you know, are aliens involved, alternate universes, and of course the dead coming back to life. Is this really the same Jacob? Are we going to find out? during this uh, first abbreviated season of Resurrection. 
you know, it's a really great question. And it's something that if you actually do read Jason Mott's novel, The Returned, it's a struggle where you actually read through the book and try to strangle with yourself, what is this that I'm looking at, right? And you don't want to call it an it because, you know, he has a heartbeat, he has feelings, you can touch him, he's there. So is it my son or is it something else? And I think that's where the book really explores kind of this humanity side of things because people are so like, oh, zombies or aliens and sci-fi. And I really, really in the deep of my heart hope that this show is not that. We've heard that it's not that. Um, It's going to be, you know, I don't want to say it's fully spiritual, but it's going to be a a thing where we're going to test our science and test our faith at the same time to try to prove what is it, what does it really mean at the end of the day to be alive? And then what do you do on the flip side of that? So take um, Lucille, right? She's a mother. She has this child. So what did she do with her life But while Jacob was alive in those early years? Oh, good what question, did she do with, Troy. And then, you know, take it another step further. What did she do with her life in the 32 years after Jacob died? Did her relationship with her husband fall apart? Did they go on, you know, and try to recover from, you know, the tragic accident that happens with him falling in the river that we've seen from the trailer? And now that he's back, now what do I do? Do I change who I am? Do I adjust? Do I, you know, treasure every second? Because the big question is, is how long are they back for? We don't know. Oh, that's true. They could very well disappear again after delivering, you know, some sort of message or feeling. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. And of course, podcasting this entire season of Resurrection and future seasons, if we're fortunate enough to get those, uh, the fact that you've read the book, The Returned, as well as the prequels, and you can, of course, get those at resurrectionrevealed.com slash Amazon if you want to possibly spoil yourself ahead of time. And at the same time, I had heard from somebody that said that The Returned has already kind of been made into a TV series in, in France called yeah. The Returned. <laughs> and I think this is really what's causing a lot of strife amongst the community. Strife? Uh, well, you know, people on Facebook are like, oh, I'm not going to watch Resurrection because Resurrection is just a remake of that Returned show. And at, we're just here. We're going to set the record straight <sighs> once and for all. So... This is going to be a little bit of calendaring, if you will, to kind of keep the date straight. But oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm ready. In France, there was a movie called They Came Back. They Came Back in France was then converted from a movie into a television show called The Returned, which aired in 2012. Right. Okay. I have not uh, seen it, at least and yet. I believe it, yeah, and I believe it was shown on... Uh, Canal Plus in France, BTV in Belgium, SVT in Sweden. Basically, it was eight episodes between November 26th and December 17th, 2012. So The Returned in France is a remake or rehashing of They Came Back, the movie from France, 2012. Jason Mott's novel was published in 2013, which means he already would have been writing it probably at the time that this returned show in France was airing. So I don't think he pulled any of that information from the returned French show to write his novel. And because of that, the resurrection show resurrection that's coming out on ABC that we're talking about 
Resurrection is specifically based on Jason Mott's book. It has nothing to do with the French, The Returned, which apparently I guess AMC is going to be making an adaptation for over here on the States like they've done with most of the stuff from across <laughs> the That is confusing. So the returned TV series has nothing to do with the Jason Mott book, The Returned. But Resurrection, which is called Resurrection instead of The Returned, is tied to the book The Returned. Correct. Now, it just for fun, because the, this person that told me about it being a French TV series, I believe they said I could even find it on Netflix, said that it was amazing. The series The Returned was amazing. And if Resurrection, because he was under the impression it's a remake, is half as good as that French series, that it would be awesome. So I'm wondering, I don't want to possibly taint it, especially since Resurrection's only going to be on for eight weeks. I can wait that long and then watch this French show just to see if there's any tie-ins at all. Uh, of course, if it's in French, that may slow me down. <laughs> know what yeah, I'm saying? I, yeah, I would, I would hold off because I think at the end of the day, from what I've seen about The Returned, the TV show in France... It's more zombie-esque, more like what you're used to seeing when it's about people coming back from the dead. I think Resurrection is going to be a much different, much more uh, spiritual, much more human connection. You know, I think that's why it, there were some tweets already going out that, oh, it's the new Lost, right? And of course, I get very nervous when people say it's the new Lost. Right. Because everything that happened from Lost, the event, the uh, flash forward... Uh, Terra Nova, you know, they've all kind of gone the way of the Buffalo. But I think what we have here is a really great opportunity because we have this short eight episode run. And I think this eight episode run is really what's going to hammer home this connection of characters. Because, you know, if you see some of this acting in this pilot episode, you know, that we've gotten to take a brief look at a couple of the clips. I mean, it's just, you know, there's this, there's this one scene where, um, Lucille reaches out and touches Jacob, but as she's reaching out, her hand just moves so slowly and she's just, if I touch him, it's going to be real. And the fight she goes through in her mind as she reaches for her son, it's just got to be nerve wracking. And, and you feel that as the viewer, as you're watching the show. And I think that's, what's going to really make it a spiritual faith versus science. It's very much the same themes as lost was, but again, you know, in a completely different way here. It's a small town versus an Island. Right. And you know, put yourself in her shoes. Can you imagine what it would be like if you had a child around 10 years old that died and then 30 something years later, he reappears you in some ways you'd be afraid to even get close to him. You know, there's some familiar actors on the show that we've seen other places and some actors that I don't recall seeing anywhere just yet. So it's going to be great to see how it all plays together. Well, why don't we get everybody up to speed just in case some people aren't familiar with some of these folks? Well, let's do that because let's get familiar because, you know, by the time this podcast episode comes out, it's going to only be about a week until Resurrection is here. So let's get ready. Okay, so who, of course, doesn't love a great story with great child actors? And since the show opens with our main resurrected character, Jacob, we should start off by letting you know about newcomer Landon Jimenez. Uh, basically, he was tapped to p play this Jacob character who lands in a rice paddy in China, and now he is trying to come home to his parents in Arcadia. 
And I actually had a chance to chat with Landon, asked him a question. What was it like when you got the call telling you that Jacob was your character and that you were going to be playing him? And I quote, this was his answer. He said, I was screaming because I was so shocked and excited because this is my first big role. And I have to say for Landon, this is a huge role because Jacob is such a pivotal character in the book and how all of this stuff plays out. So for him to land this, I mean, from what I've seen so far, he's knocking out of the park. He's doing a really great job. Yeah. And this could be the role that really gets Landon on the scene and could take him a lot of other places. So it's going to be exciting to see how he plays out through this season and uh, to maybe get some more messages from him a little later on as the uh, season goes on. And on the other side of the acting thing, a familiar face, Omar Epps, he finally broke free of Dr. Gregory House and now is one of the main characters on Resurrection. He plays J. Martin Bellamy, a kind of a immigration slash child services federal agent, and he at least takes it upon himself to be responsible for Jacob. Yeah. And the real question with his character, you know, coming back to the house comment is, is, is that struggle of what's the right thing to do and what's the right thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? What, is, what, what is, what is it that I'm supposed to do in relation to the law versus what is it that I'm supposed to do in relation to my humanity? And I think that's another one of these parallelisms that we're going to see as the show progresses. Well, I can tell you this, even if you're not a viewer of House, if you hadn't watched that series before or on reruns right now, odds are you're going to recognize Omar Epps right away. Very familiar face. Absolutely. And he's coming with Jacob up to the front door to meet the Langstons. So Frances Fisher, you know, she wasn't the best mom when she was you know, playing mom to Rose on the Titanic. Oh, that was her. That was her. And, uh, you know, Rose obviously ran away with, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. Bad but move. I think at this point, Frances Fisher really is doing a great job playing Lucille Langston, you know, Jacob's mother. She's really got the second chance to find out, you know, what is a connection between a mother and a child, you know, come up with. And then on the reverse side of that, you have Kurtwood Smith. You might remember him from a little show called The 70s Show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and he's always telling people that he's going to be sticking his foot up, you know where. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think the thing that Kurtwood's going to do in this show is he's going to put his foot in his mouth quite a bit because, you know, you go from this, you know, hard dad and The 70s Show to this kind of soft, you know, he, he's kind of, he takes care of the family, but at the same time as he's taking care of the family, he kind of falls apart himself a little bit and loses himself as this character develops. So it'll be really great to see how Kurtwood, you know, brings um, Henry Langston to life on the screen as he goes through this struggle of, well, my son died, but yet my son is here. So how do I react to that? Normally you don't think of the 70s show as having good actors because of the way they did that show, but they were good actors. They are good actors. And I think he's going to play this role really well and there's another langston in the town in addition to him his uh, brother uh played by matt craven now of course you you've seen him wearing a naval uniform if you ever watched crimson tide a uh, few good men and things like that so he's got a different type of uniform on he's going to be playing uh, sheriff fred langston the husband of the late barbara langston who was the person that tried to save jacob and then failed but he has a daughter 
Maggie Langston, and she's the medical go-to doctor because when dead people start coming back to life, the first question is always, like you said, Troy, science versus faith. And Maggie's played by Devin Kelly, who recently starred on the Chernobyl Diaries and the Chicago Code, so I know she is familiar to many people. And we've seen a couple snippets of her as well through these little pilot grabs that we've been able to see, and he's really bringing her A-game. I mean... The characterization of all of these people, I mean, to think that they shot the pilot probably a year ago now, and then just the chemistry that was in just the two and a half minutes alone that we were able to see from the upfronts in 2013, and then all the clips that ABC has been putting out ever since. I mean, Devin's really, really got some strong ties, and when you find out what Devin's story is all about in those first three episodes, it's going to literally bring a a tissue box out right away from the get-go. So is Devin a character that's in the book, The Returned? In a way, again, most of what you're going to see in the pilot is very much pretty dictated in the book, almost exactly. So after the pilot, I think is where you're going to see a big diversion from what the book is about. Okay. So, you know, I I don't want to give too much away for those that haven't read the book. Um, We'll talk about the book. Maybe a, a little bit later, maybe we'll save it for the next episode, depending on our time. But, you know, just know that take the show for face value. Don't try to compare it. Don't try to tie it. You know, just enjoy these characters and the actors playing these characters because they have really put a lot of investment in these particular people and bringing them to life on the small screen in a way that was just, you know, very touching. So then we have Mark Hildreth. You may remember him as the alien who was destroying his own race from the inside out on V with one Elizabeth Mitchell, also on Lost. And you can also see him as Cardinal Pohl from the Tudors. Now, he's wearing the red cardinal cloth in the Tudors, so he's hung that up, and now he's kind of a Midwestern American pastor named Tom Hale. So I think if we balance out, you know, the science versus faith, we got Maggie, who's about the same age as Tom, and oh. Maggie's got the science doctor side, and now Tom has the spiritual faith side. Opposites attract. Another actress who's going to be familiar to a lot of people, but not so much to myself because I'm not familiar with her previous work, but I am going to be familiar with her on Resurrection is Samira Armstrong. She's going to star as Maggie's friend, Elaine Richards, who has recently experienced a loss of her own. So again, the mystery continues. Hmm. She lost somebody. Does that mean she's going to have somebody come back? It's going to be interesting to find out how that works. Is it just the people in this town of Arcadia that are having people come back? And if so, if it's just Arcadia, why just Arcadia? I think that's going to be the real great difference between the show and the book because the book takes place that the returned in the book are coming from all over the world and then they are collecting them into certain pockets, typically off the map, places where you haven't been seen or could be seen and putting them into kind of, if you want to call it camps, uh, just for more processing and collection and understanding than anything, not necessarily like a concentration camp but just a a collection point. And Arcadia is one of these collection points in the book. So I I really like the twist here for the TV show, because if it's just Arcadia where people come back to life, that's really interesting. Even though they do come back to life, it appears in places outside of Arcadia, like Jacob waking up in China. 
yeah, that's got to be explained. That's about as far away from Arcadia as you can get in many, many ways. It's the other side of the earth. You just dig a hole. That's how he did it. Like uh, giants in their contact lenses being what's all behind under the dome. We're digging a tunnel. You know those 10-year-old kids? They love to try to dig tunnels all the way to China. Now he's just digging the other way. Then coming off of his role as Colonel Langton in 2014's just recently released Monuments Men, Sam Hazeldine plays Caleb. Now, we don't know much about Caleb at the present moment other than he is coming back to Arcadia to find his kid. Uh, so does that mean Caleb's looking for Jacob and Jacob's not really the Langston's child? We'll oh, my. Or he may be looking for another kid that they'll introduce later on. It, I mean, the storylines are already complex and the show hasn't even started yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe it'll actually get simpler as we start watching the actual episodes. That's going to be my vote. <laughs> Well, Resurrection was developed by Aaron Zellman, who also did Damages and The Killing, and is executive producer, along with Michelle Fazakis and Tara Butters, along with Joanne Alfano. They're also executive producers. And Don Adius is the director and executive producer, along with Dee Dee Gardner and Jeremy Kleiner. They are executive producers for Plan B. And John Lieberman is executive producer for Brillstein Entertainment. So lots of people involved to get this show off the ground and we cannot wait for it to start March 9th. And speaking of it starting March 9th, it brings another question to mind. Why only just a short eight weeks, two months for a season one is kind of odd. Cable has really done this 13 episode or 10 episode kind of model for a while. And it think the broadcast networks are finally picking up on that i mean you have a show like falling skies on tnt another alien you know living amongst us kind of thing so again not aliens science versus faith spiritual show but you you have to take some of this comparison but a show like falling skies only airs 10 action-packed episodes a year that's it. it goes from june to august and it's done uh they actually are bringing 24 back uh in may uh, Cinco de Jacco, May 5th, is what I, they're saying. I cannot wait. And, you know, it was a show that went for, you know, one hour of the day for 24 episodes. But they even said, you know, as the show went on to its a season that, you know, some of the hours are just, you know, hey, let's drive from one side of town to the other. Not really very interesting. So shortening it up to 12 hours, you know, makes 24 a lot more interesting. And then you have shows like Sherlock, which is yes. basically three 90-minute episodes, and the season's over. But if you took Sherlock, and if it was on a regular American network like ABC, NBC, or CBS, they could take those three 90-minute episodes, chop them up, add a bunch of commercials, and then you'd be back to about 10 or 11-hour-long specials. And I think what's happening is people are moving into this event television. You You sit down, you can basically binge-watch House of Cards, all 13 episodes, if you're crazy, you can do it in less than 13 hours, you know, <laughs> like the one guy did to win the Guinness Book of World Records for, you know, most binge watching in a, in a row. Um, you know, but most people are, are doing that now. They're saying, hey, I'll just record these 13 episodes like, you know, Sleepy Hollow just came out and there are some other shows that just came out like Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC um, and they, they binge watch, you know. So when you binge watch, you want to have a really consistent storyline, whether it's eight, 10 or 13 episodes. Now 
Eight for me seems a little small, especially since I've been waiting for 10 months. I'd like to see a little bit longer uh, run, but at the same time, I appreciate the eight episodes because I ended up picking up another ABC show um, over this past summer while we were waiting for the, the season to start called Scandal, which actually had a seven episode first season run. Very similar timing, very similar deployment. Interesting that Resurrection had. And then, of course, Scandal was huge. I mean, the first season was out of this world and the second just got better. You know, And now, of course, they're in that, well, now we're in the third season and you know things are kind of all over the map and they got to kind of refocus and that sort of thing. So again, if you stick to that 8 to 13 episode, I think you tell really good, concise stories. And I think with a show like this, with the mystery and the involvement, I think 8 episodes sounds like it's right on target to be something pretty special. Well, let me turn it around on the other side. Now, I didn't watch Scandal, and I don't watch very many of the shows that are on cable. They just don't draw me in very much. So I'm just used to ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC. And it's going to be a hard habit to break because you're just so used to, at least subconsciously, a 20-episode season, a 22-episode season. And I realized that, you know, aside from the awesomeness of Lost – Many series that do have that many episodes in a year do have some episodes that seem like they're kind of treading water, filling up space. Like you said, you you appreciate things being tightened up. Eight might be a little too tightened up. But uh, with that being said, I'm looking forward to eight episodes of jam-packed awesomeness. Let me put it to you another way. We talked a couple times now. May 2013 upfronts. So it's the third week of May is when a two minute and 30 second clip of this show was played. And for 10 months, we have been just clamoring, waiting for it to start and air. We're like, when is it coming? When is it coming? When is it coming? I know because we've been kind of planning to do this resurrection revealed podcast since almost May of last year. So if you're can, if you can wait for 10 months based on two minutes and 30 seconds of video. Yeah. No problem waiting 10 months after you've seen up eight episodes just to have them be the best eight episodes you've ever seen in your entire life. Well, Tom Petty was right that the waiting is the hardest part, and I'm not patient by nature, but uh, when you have no choice, we'll just wait. Now, the show itself is actually recorded in the great state of Georgia, but there is an actual real place called Arcadia, Missouri. Um, It's basically about an hour and a half south, a little southeast from St. Louis, And it's a really great area. And because the show is Arcadia, Missouri in the show, um, it's really trying to draw some attention to the region. And so we want to actually invite all of you podcast listeners and ABC Resurrection TV viewers to basically visit and help the kind of the resurrection of the Arcadia Valley region and Black River Recreational Area. They've kind of partnered with ABC to promote the show in their area and they're presenting an advanced screening of the premiere on March 6th. But really what we want you guys all to do is head over to www.arcadiamo.com and learn how you can actually help resurrect the Arcadia Valley region and the Black River Recreational Area there in Missouri. And of course, we'll have that link in the show notes at resurrectionrevealed.com slash one. And ResurrectionRevealed.com is going to be the main portal where you can go to get links for all of our other stuff. But if you want to 
get more social right off the bat, you, of course, can follow us on Twitter. Our uh, show's Twitter account is Resurrection Pod. And, of course, uh, Troy, you are Troy Heinrichs on Twitter. And I am T-I-W-W-H on Twitter if you wanted to follow our personal accounts. Yeah, and, of course, we're on Facebook, Google+. Just look for Resurrection Revealed. So Google, you know, plus.google.com slash resurrection revealed, facebook.com slash resurrection revealed, you know, just interact, share, talk, because I think the best thing about shows like resurrection is that it, it's a community based, right? We are growing with these characters. We're experiencing these characters lives. So we want to interact with you all, share your stories, share your experiences. You know, what happened to you? Did you have a loved one that passed away? You know, if they came back, you know, what would you say to them? What would you do with them? I think we have some really great conversations amongst the community as the show progresses. Absolutely. And of course, the reason that we chose Resurrection Revealed is together, not just Troy and I, but also you, the listener, calling in to uh, 904-469-7469. That's our listener voicemail, so you can be part of the show next episode. Again, area code 904 904- Four six nine seven four six nine. Together, we can help reveal these mysteries and come up with our thoughts and our theories. What's going on, and how do we feel about it? Let's share it all here on the podcast as we go through this first season of Resurrection. Because together, we might be able to sort a lot of this stuff out. We want to thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Resurrection Revealed. Again, you can connect with us in all the normal social places like Facebook, Twitter wherever your favorite links are out there in the interwebs. We want to let you know that we'll have a social subscribe banner right at the top of resurrectionrevealed.com for you to click on and get to everywhere you need to know. And when you're at resurrectionrevealed.com, you can also uh, click the links to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and we would love it. It would really help get this Resurrection Revealed podcast off the ground, even if you're not listening through iTunes or the iOS podcast app. If you would leave a review in iTunes for the podcast, letting folks know how you like it. Hopefully you really, really like it and leave us a nice five-star review and a story about why you love the podcast. It'll help us show up and be easier to find for other folks. And of course, if you're just on Stitcher, you can always hit that thumbs up button. That's a vote of confidence as well. Yeah. And don't forget that the show is about you guys, the fans. So be sure to share your theories, share your stories. Mm -hmm. Make sure you let us know how many boxes of tissues you went through during each episode as the yes. season long. You know, even if you see a resurrection sighting of your own, oh we my. want to send it to resurrectionrevealed.com slash feedback. That's where you can email us, call us at that number, 904-469-7469. That number's right there on the feedback webpage. You can even use your computer or smartphone to record your voice right from the page itself. Again, resurrectionrevealed.com slash feedback. We really want your theories, but also your support. So if you ever wanted to be the boss of someone, drop a few bucks in the sponsorship fund and be part owner of the show, kind of. You can do it one time or monthly options. Those are available as well. And we really appreciate all of you for getting to the heart of this episode with us. Make sure you share it with your friends, Twitter, Facebook, get the word out there and join us next time here on Resurrection Revealed. I'm Troy. And I'm Wayne Henderson. See you on the other side from this side. Resurrection Revealed is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.
And since you're already watching ABC on Sunday nights for Resurrection, we also invite you to watch Once Upon a Time and then tune into Once, our Once Upon a Time unofficial podcast here on the Noodle Mix Network, where we have great discussions and talk about ABC's Once Upon a Time, all the theories and spoilers, and they have a great second half of their season coming up as well at noodle.mx.